The following is a production of the Pest Posse, your trusted resource for pest control-related information and training for pest management professionals. Pest Posse TV is live and in the house today with another op- awesome, awesome episode that our friend here, Foster, set up as usual. I'm Cully, visionary and creator here at the Pest Posse, and I'm joined by none other than our head wrangler. That's right. I'm Foster, as Cully said, head wrangler. Yeah, trying to keep everything together in Cully and check, but it's kind of hard with him being a beach bum down there in Pismo Dice. I just don't have a, a large lasso on him to, to bring him into. Yeah, anyway. So how are you doing today, Cully, my boy? How are things going? I'm doing well. We've got a really hot, great, I think, topic today, but I, I just feel convicted to um, <laughs> bring up a topic that I I learned about last week. Okay. And I hesitate because typically we don't, we just don't get into the politics unless they have to do with pest control. Yep. And, um, and even then we typically are just encouraging you to follow the rules because exactly. that's what we need to be doing. We need to be leading by example. Yep. Um, but I found out that Hershey is firing unvaccinated employees. That's not and cool. They're only doing it in their corporate office. They're stating that this is for the protection of the public, but wow. <laughs> it doesn't okay. have anything. It obviously doesn't have anything to do with the public. No, it doesn't because it's um, in their corporate office. That doesn't make any sense, right? So yeah, I have, and the reason this bothers me to a certain degree is I don't care what your stance is on vaccines. I mean, let's be perfectly honest. You're vaccinated and I'm not, but that doesn't affect our working relationship because we don't care. Yeah, exactly. It's a personal choice between you and your doctor. Yep. And that's what you should be listening to. Exactly. Um, exactly. And, but your company, in my opinion, should not ha- does not have the right. And the other thing that really fired me up was that our Supreme Court of this great nation threw down the, um, you know, the mandate that uh our federal government and president tried yeah. to push through and said it was unconstitutional to do that yeah. and so if our court is saying that i mean your company hershey's is a private they can do whatever they want right i mean exactly. they can, it, this that's the point of being a free country yeah. but we also have choices exactly and um i pushed and have pushed for years for people to be using hershey's kisses for rodent bait for their snap traps. Yep. And I feel responsible in a sense, you know, to at least say and let people know that I will. I mean, the other thing is I always have Hershey's kisses in the house for guests and for oh, yeah, and all that and stuff. my yeah, wife's no, always like had Hershey yeah. products in the house. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, every time you come to visit, there's dishes all over the place. Oh, yeah, there is all over the place, most yeah. of the time it's Hershey's candy. Well, I will no longer be using any Hershey products unless they rescind and, you know, uh, change their decision. And I find out about it, which I may not because I don't pay that much attention to the news. But I would encourage anybody out there, you know, you need to take a stand on something. Exactly. And in my opinion, this is worth taking a stand on. I mean, people losing their jobs because maybe their doctor told them they shouldn't get vaccinated. Exactly. I don't know. 
Well, and it just doesn't kind of make sense that it's just kind of at the corporate level. I mean, you would think that that would filter down to manufacturing or something like that. But I mean, just with corporate office, it just doesn't kind of doesn't make sense. I mean, we can, you know, worst case scenario, everybody can work remotely. I mean, that's what a lot of companies are doing. And right. That's, you know, that's yeah. just kind so of is what it is. Kind of thing. My soapbox. Um, I just, again, because I have pushed that so much in our training and on our shows, I mean, yeah. I bring it up, I think fairly regularly, um, you know, uh, the reality is, is I'll do just as good with dried fruit or walnuts oh, yeah. or something we've used in the past. I exactly. just haven't found a chocolate product that seems to work as good. Oh, yeah, I know. No, the I don't know what it is great. about those, yeah. you know, foil yeah. wrap kisses, but yeah. they like them. So, exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah. Okay. I just felt like I needed to bring that up. I don't want to spend a bunch of time no, on it. I don't that's wanna... perfectly fine. No, it's all good. It's up to people need to be aware of because there's yeah. a lot of, I mean, a lot again, of and are... this is a personal choice, right? If you choose, you don't care, you're gonna buy Hershey anyway. Fine. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, that's between you and you know exactly you decision on your own. It's not not for exactly. me to decide yeah. for you. I just felt like I needed to tell people the worst thing was like two weeks ago, I just bought two more bags. Yeah. She's <laughs> kisses because I was out. Exactly. Oh, well, yeah. And somebody was real quick in the Facebook group here. Somebody just said hey, you can't work remotely when you're in production. I wasn't talking yeah, about production. No. I'm talking about the office because that's what they're talking about as far as with that. We know with production mm -hmm. you can't work remotely, but just with that vaccine mandate, yeah, just happened and, the, and the mandate doesn't have anything to do with production. Exactly. Kind of interesting. Exactly. Yeah, and, assume, and also that's where they're closest together. Yeah. And, be, and before we get started, also, too, we just want to give a shout out here to Lance. I believe he's with Clark Pest Control. He's saying good morning. He's watching us on LinkedIn. So thanks for joining us, Lance. Good we certainly morning, do appreciate Lance. that. And um, yeah, so today we, you know, this, uh, you know, I'm the anonymous Facebook user. I don't know why they're anonymous, well, but because they're going through Thank our group you for and your comment as well. So they go through our Facebook group. And when you go through oh, the Facebook group, anonymous, poor. No, you have to acknowledge and accept the StreamYard platform terms and conditions before you can be acknowledged as far as commenting. So it's oh, all just yeah, all right. Thing. So it's, it's all good. StreamYard. But I still thank them for their comment. Hey, exactly. You know, thank you so much. So, yeah. But today we, we got a real good, lively discussion here, you know, really about finding um and and hiring and, and really just kind of the labor shortage that's really going on here and really you know how it's really hard these days and really near to impossible really to find those employees and and look for them and get them and retain them and everything so and i think you know, this, this topic i have learned has lots of facets it does lots it's not just one thing no um and uh, so hopefully this, yeah, I anticipate that this will be a really good topic. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and again, uh, real quick, <laughs> that again, that Facebook user we got there. And I think it's pretty cool, the Facebook group, um, that we actually have people in the group right now watching us live. I think that's cool because we know we have the anonymous user here. And they're saying the pest control, there's some pest control companies that don't have any vaccine Oh, I think policies. there's lots of pest control companies. I think there's a lot. And I think there's lots of companies that are, pretty anti-vax yep. but again that's not we don't that's not our topic i'm yep. i'm not a medical professional i'm i'm not going to tell anybody you know what they should or shouldn't do in that exactly. regard um i think that's something you should talk about amongst your family and your doctor yep. and make that decision on that because that's some people really i think probably should but like i have one customer 
um, they discussed it with their doctor and their doctor was like, no, your medical conditions are such, I do not think you should be vaccinated. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, um, yeah. Yeah, and that's a whole another hot topic. And who knows, that might be another live thing. We might talk about this big debate with the vaccine or not vaccines. So who knows, that might be something we might come up with here. So yeah, so Steve Gibbons has an interesting comment. I think you should put up there. Um, this is not even obviously just a United States issue. Look at this. This is also currently in the UK. Okay, yeah. I'm not familiar with anything going on in the UK. So exactly exactly yeah so i think that's great and, and thanks steve for really for chiming in with that if you're all the way over in the uk and everything and you're watching us live uh, we certainly do appreciate that i know there's different time zones and everything so we certainly do appreciate that and again we had a linkedin user um here who just said good morning uh, really grateful for you guys uh, for doing this presentation so that's great so um don't know why the linkedin one why there'd be anonymous ones um well, and then again, yeah, we're going to have to move on with just this last thing about the vaccine. Kelly, you opened up a can of worms with this one. Yeah, so, well, I'm you known know, for doing having that. policies that uh, must have a vaccination to keep their job. So we know that that is possible. So, um, but yeah, Kelly, you just opened up a can of worms, just totally yeah. derailed us on the subject for today, but that's okay. Sorry. But let's get back on track. So who do we have here for us today? What do we got going on, Kelly? Well, we have great guests today. We have Chris Brasher from Workwave and Danielle Collins from Blade or Daniel, sorry, from Blades of Green Lawn Care to discuss the labor shortage and what business owners should be doing to attract and retain their pe new people. Exactly. Yeah. As well as I'm sure existing people. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And of course, you know, before we get started here, we just want to remind everybody about the, the Pest Posse. Like I said, the Pest Posse TV Facebook group that we got started. Uh, you can join that awesome growing group. I think we're almost up to we got 100 members almost on that thing right now. So it's pretty cool. Um, and, and that's really designed so that we can get notified with really any of all the new content that we've got going on, um, because it's an easy way for you guys to know when we post the new episodes and everything. So. Right. Also, yes. make sure to follow us on Pest Posse TV on your favorite podcast platform because, of course, we've got this out there all over the place. And um, make sure to sign up for a free Pest Posse TV membership as well on our website. Yep. And um, no charge there. You get all this great content and a lot more if you go there. And also, just like today on Facebook and LinkedIn, you get to see the video. And if you go to our free membership site you also get to see the video there exactly yep yep and uh yeah and if you'd like to show us uh your support for for what we're doing here at the pest posse you know we encourage you guys to just go and buy us that good old cup of coffee um you can do that for basically just a two dollar um donation you can do that and then we also have a bunch of new um swag at our um, company store you can go and check that out so um i think with all that stuff out of the way uh you got anything else cully any other soapbox you want to get on and derail us? Even no, I do not want to do that. I have plenty of soapboxes that I can get on. And I think that, um, yeah, that's not where we've ever wanted to go. <laughs> no, we didn't. But it is what it is. So, yeah, I think without, uh, if you don't have anything, let's bring in our guest today. Let's bring in Chris from Workwave and let's bring in Danny from Blades of Green. Welcome, both of you, uh, Pest Posse TV and this live stream. We thank both of you for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having us. The uh, the energy is great here. I thought that Coley was going to say that the thing he discovered last week was Wordle, 
and how your family can ruin it for you the first minute, you know, with every share that they do. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. My wife got on that Wordle thing. She's just trying to get me on it. I'm like, I got out of time for that. <laughs> I've never even heard of it. <laughs> Come on, Cully, you got to get with the times here. Come on. I am. Yeah. No. Thank you. Oh, I'm with you, Cully. I haven't heard of it either. So, but I'm happy well, to be well, here today. You yeah, there you go. That's all good. Yeah, then. The most current thing that I'm involved in is me and my wife started watching Reacher on Amazon. That's about oh, okay. as good as it's gotten. <laughs> it's not as good as it's gonna get. Oh shoot. Uh, anyways, hey, before we get started. A great follower, Dominic Foster, is here in the house Woo. with us. He's saying good morning. So thank you, Dominic. Appreciate your support and everything. So I, I think before we get started with this, again, this hot topic, um, let's, you know, let's get on another soapbox here. But, you know, before we get started here, why don't, uh, why don't both of uh, Danny and um, Chris, why don't you introduce yourself? Let's start with you, Danny. Um, give us a quick introduction as far as you know who you are. Yeah, sure. Um, well, thanks again for having me today. Um, my name's Danny Collinson. I'm with Blades of Green, as you guys mentioned. Um, I've been in the industry for about 10 years now. Um, been in many different roles within the company. Um, so I, I feel like I have a pretty good understanding um, of different aspects of the company and of the industry from the client service side, um, customer service, uh, operations, production, um, been out in the field. So, you know, been in all different facets. Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah. Well, thanks again for being here. Yeah, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. And we, we know that uh, you were, uh, we actually had something with, uh, we were going to have Andrew Barros on here today, but uh, there was kind of a conflict with that. So we appreciate you, Danny, uh, stepping in real quick Absolutely. here. Absolutely. That's uh, very true. Mm -hmm. Coming in, we certainly appreciate that. So Chris, uh, give us an introduction. Who's Chris? Yeah. Uh, my name is Chris. I come from Workwave, previously slingshot by Workwave. And... Um, you know, I've been in the industry for a couple of years. I, I find myself in this labor shortage space also because I spent time as a partner of a firm that did nurse phone calls. So, um, you know, patients that discharge from the hospitals, I managed a 600 person call center for nurses. Now I've been at Slingshot helping build, you know, our agent platform and how our agents respond to calls. So now part of the Workway family, uh, I oversee the product marketing group and, uh, you know, we we were acquired about eight nine months ago now, and uh, it's been a great uh, great change. Excellent, excellent. That's well, what we've heard. heard. Yeah, we've heard so, good things about what's been going on there. Exactly. Yeah, and we did a whole interview there with uh, with Dave, uh, the the CEO. So you guys need to go and check that out about the culture there, Workwave, and what they're trying to bring, and all the acquisitions and everything. So I think that's great. So again, thanks for being here, Chris. Yeah, really do appreciate. Thanks for having so me. So as we get started. Uh, Let's just bring up the the question why we're here, Chris. Why do you think there is a labor shortage? You know, in case you were living under a bridge, we have a, a <laughs> pandemic. Um, and with such change and chaos, I mean, everybody, just like, you know, monumental events will remember the day that COVID, you know, changed their life. And, and they, Rudy Gobert got the virus and everything shut down. So, um you know, with such change, there has been a lot of people looking for different jobs. They've had to leave uh, positions that they wanted to have. They had to work remote. And so access to, um, you know, the, the being able to have the right um, position and flexibility that you need, either because you have a fear of exposure to COVID or because you need child care working remote has been a, a big change for people. 
and I, people moved. I mean, a lot of things happened during that time. Yeah, my cousin, he's he works at happens to work at a company that's like the boss is like, if your butt's not in the seat, you're not getting paid. And it's just an office job. He could do it from home, but that's their stance. So either he looks for a job, like you said, or he shows up to work. You know, you know my favorite joke about this, and if you listen to Jim Gaffigan, it's people started chasing their hobbies when this happened. And so now you have, he makes the joke of who's your favorite billionaire astronaut, you know, people that yeah. just started chasing their dreams and becoming baristas and like, yep. you know, they're, people started changing their lifestyle and looking for more flexibility because things change. I mean, it was a big departure from what everyone was doing. Oh, oh totally oh, big departure. Great, this is what they call it. The great resignation. Yeah, and the best kept happening and it was all over, right? It wasn't just service or, you know, it was just every, really every facet of, of work, yep. you know, they were quitting from all kinds of different jobs, even really well-paid ones. Exactly. You know, there's 3% of people are leaving per month right now. That's and that crazy. has affected owners incredibly. You know, Forbes has reported, reported that 60% of business owners are suffering a shortage of labor. You know, I have a 14-year-old and he's get, he could get hired now. You know, I mean, that's, that's how much different crazy. locations and service industries, retail industries are looking for mm -hmm. work. And the most, you know, important, I think, stat from Forbes is that 80% are reporting a loss of sales due to the shortage of labor. And yeah. so it's, it's everybody's dealing with it. Right. Yeah. You're going into restaurants and they want you to wait an hour. And it's not because, you know, it's because they don't have staff. You know, they can't wait all the tables. You know, half the restaurants not even being serviced because they just don't have the wait staff or they don't have the. We were in one the other day. They didn't have the cooks. Yeah. You know, they didn't, you know, they didn't have enough cooks to cook it for everybody. You know, um, it was a Tapan restaurant, you know, so they had all the Tapan mm -hmm. tables where they cook. They only had one cook. And normally they have like four or something, you know? Yeah. So it's, um, I mean, yeah, it's all over the place. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one other thing I'd add to here too, is that the, this is an ongoing problem. I think that just got worse through the pandemic. It had what the labor census bureau reported is that for every one person that was available, there was only one job available before the pandemic and then it skyrocketed. And now it's come back down where there's less than one person available for every job that is that is out there and so yeah. it's a very very hard market that all these things mm -hmm. combining is has resulted into this you know great resignation this great labor shortage challenge exactly mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and and that kind of brings up like we're talking about you know the loss of sales and everything i mean really what has this what impact has this labor shortage really had on obtaining those new customers i guess really when we look at this more you know a, a pest control end of it what what really has this uh impact has this had on this I mean, if you don't mind me chiming in, I would yeah. say, um, you know, one of the big things is not having enough team members to be able to get to the clients as fast. So especially um, since we do lawn care and pest, I will say specifically on the pest side, um, time is a necessity. Um, if you have, you know, uh, an infestation of something, and especially if you have a, a true fear or phobia of whatever that insect is in your house, you want whoever's going to get there the fastest. It's not always related to the price. Um, you get a lot less price shoppers when it comes to someone with an infestation that they want to get a hold of pretty quickly. Um, it's all about the amount of time you can get out there. And if you don't have the amount of you know labor force that you need, 
getting out to them in that timely manner is going to be, you know, a real issue. Oh yeah, Absolutely. definitely. And that that's always been something in the past game. Right. Just, as far as, you know, really whoever's first to the job really gets it. And, and really, especially these days, consumers are just totally impatient. And it's like you just said it, if you can't get there within 24 hours, 48 hours, respond to their needs quickly, even sometimes same day, yeah, they're just gonna they're just gonna drop you at at, at the drop of a hat and they're just gonna go right. to somebody else they're gonna go to another company that they think is gonna you know maybe at that moment they were able to take care of them quickly um but then they'll probably end up dropping that company once that company can't do it so yeah, yeah. and this has been something i think even before the pandemic was an issue um you know as far as like we said having this labor shortage having the shortage of of people and, and technicians and and like you said and and getting to the customer first i think that's always been an issue in the, in the industry yeah, yeah. I'll say um, it's definitely been an issue, you know, pre-COVID, um, the Amazon effect, I think it's referred to often of this, yeah. you know, I want it and I want it now kind of exactly. mentality. Um, however, I think it's gotten worse since the pandemic in the sense that before you could buy some time because people were working. So they were, you know, you had to accommodate their schedule to be able to take off work or be able to be home or whatever the case may be, where now we know a huge part of the population is working from home. So they're available all the time. So they want someone out there more same day um, than what it used to be even because they are, they're just there and they can let you in at any point in time. Yeah. Oh, and I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so when do you need me over? Anytime I'm home all the time, I'm like, oh, perfect. You just put them in my schedule where it's most convenient and it's all good. But I agree. We um, Foster and I, you know, when we worked together. We had um, we had like thirty guys working in our department, and you know, with thirty guys, it's easy to get somebody there who has a has availability. And so we'd have smaller companies who were like they were a week out, and this is just busy, right? We're not talking obviously COVID or anything. This is just the we're in summer. It's hot. The bugs are out of control and people are behind because um they're behind they just have that much work and we're able to step in and, and end up getting jobs that we wouldn't no normally get because we had enough staff and depth that we could get people there quicker um and uh but you know now it's it, you know everybody's struggling yeah you know so exactly yeah uh, i think you know yeah the the time thing is huge it's always been an aspect of what we do um and um how you handle that is super important we always uh i always had the philosophy that my callbacks came first even before new business because um that's when somebody's in a crisis right um new business is important and that would be second uh priority but um, those callbacks were vital because if you didn't get to those, people would start looking for another company and that costs a lot more money to replace that customer than it does, you know, to just keep on top of your existing ones. Um, so what are some things that as owners we can do to overcome this, this shortage? Either one, Daniel. Yeah, either one. <laughs> Come on guys, step up to the plate. Come on. <laughs> I mean, one thing people say is money, pay more, but I don't, is that really the only answer? 
So I would say retain more um, would be my go-to answer. Um, so yeah, paying more is great because who doesn't love more money? Mm -hmm. um, but there's a lot of other ways that have to be there as well. And I think something that we're seeing with more and more of the millennial and Gen Z generations that we're having in the workforce now is that it's not all about pay. It's about the experiences that they get and what they get out of a company um, because they want to better themselves, not just in their job and in their career, um, like we're used to seeing in past generations, but they just want to be a better human, really. Um, so the more that you can give them the opportunity to really grow and develop themselves, the more that they're going to be engaged. Um, and then the more that you're going to retain them and, you know, the less you have to replace, the less you have to hire. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much for that Pest Posse Academy promo. We didn't pay <laughs> or ask for that, but that's what that just amounted to. Exactly. Yeah. Cause you, you have to have that training. You do. It's, it, yeah, exactly. If you remember anything. Sorry, I was going to say, if you remember anything from today, don't leave the back door open, as was what Danielle has often said, uh, that you're, you're keeping the employees is going to be a lot easier than recruiting new ones. And that's besides learning about this Hershey's thing. You know, we <laughs> don't use Hershey kisses. Those are the two things so far that you'd want exactly, to Exactly, exactly. Spot on today. <laughs> no, I agree with that. I think that, um, you know, helping your employees develop, there's a lot of simple ways to do that, yep. right? Um, uh, you can, I mean, gosh, I mean, not to, you know, there's other companies out there with training products as well that they have more than just pest control training on there. We have more than just pest control training on our platform. Other companies also have other types of training out there. I mean, there's good sales training. There's good goal setting training. There's good time management. There's all these things that you can get your hands on that all you have to do is plug in for your staff. And it really doesn't cost that much if you're retaining your employees. Because like you guys just said, it costs a whole, just like getting a new customer. It costs more to replace that customer than it does to keep the customer. Well, your employees are your customer as an owner. They're going to they're gonna carry that on to your actual customers that are paying you. But if you take care of your, if you look at your customers as your employees or your employees as your customers as an owner, I think you're going to understand what you need to do a whole lot better to keep them happy. And yeah, but, you know, I think Daniel. And this is a good comment really right here. This is a testimony to really, I think, to this company. Steve Gibbons um, chimed in here saying he was surprised that the company I have moved to recently has lost only one person to another pest control uh, in the past seven years. Mm -hmm. So that's got to say something to what that culture is at that company that this Steve is is working at. That it, it, seven years. I mean, that's really good because, I mean, the company me and Cully were working for. I mean we were always having turnover and you know, once, once we started developing the training program and Cully started doing that on a regular basis, that kind of stopped a little bit, but you know, having that constant turnover, I mean, they're always looking for, for new things and employees are always looking for that. And I guess that really kind of goes to the next question here is really, you know, when we're looking at this new generation of workers, you know, really what, what are they looking for in a company? Um, I think there's a lot of high expectations with this new energy, with this new generation, if correct me if I'm wrong, um, Chris, why don't you why don't you chime in with that? Yeah, you know, Danielle first brought up the millennial workforce. They're you know a different style. They're a different animal, right? Yeah, and they are. <laughs> in a in a previous session, we talked about this, and one of the Workwave partners had spoke that you know, this was in the cleaning industry. But 
they're experiencing 85% um, churn with millennial workforce. And so they're, they're, they're job humping until they find the right place, which is not the case for all of them. And so, but you do need to be more diverse. You need to be finding those that are, you know, higher right the first time. Uh, for some people, they're putting, you know, 10 people, they're, they're offering to, you know, 10 people the job for five spots and then seven people are accepting them. Well, after training, only three people are left. And they're always saying, hey, could we have invested up front getting just the right person that we knew would stay in longer rather than this kind of mass pool of finding the right people? You know, as Foster talked about uh, the turnover we had. Well, that was, in my opinion, that was the biggest issue Mm -hmm. is, you know, there was too many times where the interview came down to you have a pulse, you breathe. All right, let's go, you know, and it was like we got to spend more time finding the right people. Yep. You know, we got to find people who actually want to do this work and want to be here. And, um, and you know, yeah. These, yeah. this new generation comes with different expectations, um, you know, and there's different ways to approach them. A lot of people are offering, you know, offering probably a very trendy topic here, but a same day pay or a pay on a weekly basis, or they're adding, you know, different pay scales early on or um, retention bonuses, signing bonuses. These are positions that never really had this type of offering that now you see billboards of, hey, we'll pay two grand for you to come work for us. Mm-hmm. And and so these are positions that never were like this before, as long as I've been, you know, or experienced it. But it requires different changes to your business model and how you're recruiting in order to bring in these new generation. You know, oh, flexibility yeah. is huge as well. Mm-hmm. Part-time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. options exactly mm-hmm. yeah Overall. yeah the um the signing bonus blew me away when you started seeing signing bonuses for like entry-level work and you're like wow <laughs> you know, yep. for, for me you know i've been working since i was 16 and uh back in the 80s <laughs> And yeah, there was no signing bonuses. When, no, there wasn't. <laughs> when we were, you know, I don't remember any of my friends getting jobs at pizza places getting any kind of signing bonus. <laughs> nope, not at all. Not at all. Well, and I think a lot of, you know, I think a lot of the, the newer generation too, because I've heard this with some companies, you know, really that technician really wants to have a, you know, a well, that new millennial, that new person really wants to have, you know, what's their purpose? Why, why are they doing this job? What's the purpose? What's the purpose? Um, what What is this company doing that's going to give me a purpose? Um, and when it's not there, they're just not going to want to work for that company. There might be all the great hiring bonuses and everything else, but you're going to find that that millennial or that newer generation that's like, well, what is your company doing to, to stand out from the rest? What's your purpose? And if it's not meeting in line with what they're thinking, they're not they're, they're not going to work. Sorry, you know, which is crazy. You know, yeah, Foster, I think you you really hit the nail on the head with that one is that they truly want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And I think that's where, you know, as an employer, you have to kind of stand out as that employer of choice. Um, and something that we've added is um, a second interview. So uh, we do a phone screen and then a first interview. And then that second interview, they actually come into the office and do a working interview where they actually get to see 
um, what it is that they would be doing. So regardless of the department, um, they would sit with a representative, a frontline representative. So it's someone that's actually doing the job. They're not given a script, so they can ask them any questions that they want. And that person will tell them the good, the bad, the ugly, and anything that's in between. Um, and that way we can really make sure the those people um, are the right, that we're the right fit for them. So, you know, we go through the first interview and that's really to make sure that they're the right fit for us. But we also want to make sure that we're the right fit for them because we do know how much it costs to bring someone aboard, how much to train them. And then for them to be like, nope, this is really not what I was envisioning. This isn't what I was thinking, um, especially in the pest industry. It's not exactly a real, you know, glamorous, sexy industry that, you know, makes people want to be in. So we're, you know, we're proactively targeting a lot of these people that never had a passion to be in pest control. Um, so we want to show them what it's about before, you know, wasting their time or wasting our time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. How long, uh, if you don't mind me asking, are those typical interviews, like the last one, especially, you know, the work in you know, the workplace interview? Yep. So it's usually about an hour, um, sometimes a little longer for when it's out in the field with the technician, um, because they do like to take them to at least like two different uh, stops so they can see. We try to be pretty purposeful and route two different types of stops. So one may be an interior pest control service and the next one may be an exterior mosquito service. So that way they get a little bit of both aspects. You know, mosquito can be a little bit um, laborsome. Um, so they get to see that aspect as well as that interior and interacting with customers, things like that. Yeah, and I, I love and this I think, idea. Yeah, and I think this is a fantastic idea. And it actually kind of just reminded me of something back when I was looking for a job when I was younger. Uh, there was actually a, a, a beverage distribution company that was actually out in the uh, the Davenport area of the Santa Cruz area. Um, people in that area will know who I'm talking about. But what I thought was very interesting is they did the same thing. They I actually went out for a day uh, with one of the drivers. Uh, started at five o'clock in the morning and went out on his route for the day. I remember that now when you brought that up. I totally forgot about that. Um, and that was back in the, I mean, that was, what was that, the 90s, I think, 80s, 90s that they were doing that. I thought that was great because it really gave you a, a great idea as far as what the job is about. And I think that's brilliant. That I think pest control owners really need to be looking at that. Take the time to do that because that's really gonna that's really gonna let you know if that person's very interested in that job. Because like you said, pest control is not a glamorous, sexy position. Sometimes if you're out in the field, it can be down and dirty and everything. Yeah, I think that's good, Foster, because even the fact that you had to go at five in the morning, right? Yeah that's right there that's important because mm -hmm. this is going to be your day yep. you know and if you can't do it once then how are you going to do it every day every week exactly you know, for whoever knows how long yeah i oh we started actually that was one of the things we did implement we because we had so much turnover we started having them ride with a guy for at least half a day i always always made sure to send him to a trap check yeah there you because go I found the biggest issues when they had to deal with a dead animal. Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, can they pick up a dead animal? Yeah. You know, um, for us, I don't know. I never had a problem with it, but there are some people it just getting up in that attic. Um, it can kind of freak them out and then having a dead animal and the, and then the thought process of there might be more up there. I'm up here with live rats. You know, I, I lost a couple of guys that way. Um, they were like, nope, <laughs> can't do it. And we're like, good, that's, you know, that's fine because, you know, this is part of the job and you're better off now, you know? Yeah. 
uh, no harm, no foul. Exactly. Um, you just save us and yourself a lot of headache. Like that. You know, guys, every every time I've ever done an interview with an entry level employee or you know someone looking for that entry level position, the number one thing they ask, so tell me what the day to day life is like. Mm -hmm. And so getting them in that seat, as Danielle you know recommended, is just you know feels like the number one way for someone to experience what you will be going through yeah. to comb through those talents. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the candidate is also um, super relaxed in that setting because they don't feel the pressure of, you know, that face-to-face -face interview. So you get to really know the person. So we always get feedback from um, whoever they rode with as well. And we've had a lot of our frontline team members be like, no, there's no way this person is going to work out. Like they, they aren't going to have what it takes, you know, or they were, you know, I think that example you gave um, of, you know, the dead animal in the attic, you know, there have been very real scenarios um, and our team member then feels like they're involved in the hiring process. So, you know, if it doesn't work out later on, they have a buy-in to that person that you brought on in the team and kind of feel like, I don't want to say responsible, but feel like they have some Annie in the game to want to make sure that that person is successful if they did choose to move forward with them. Yeah. yeah and I would encourage people to make sure they pick the right techs to have them ride with for numerous reasons. I could think of a few guys that I've worked with who would have loved the responsibility, but who would have done a horrible oh, job yeah. doing <laughs> it. They would have loved to have come back and criticized and complained and there might've been a great hire. Yep. You know, um, yeah. So you yeah. just make sure you pick the person, whoever that is, um, for them to ride with, you pick the right person, not just your best producer. You know, I would say, um, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Danielle and Chris, but I would say, um, I would say the person who adds the most or people who add the most to your culture. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, so a lot of the technicians that we use are our trainers that are going to be doing the training because they already kind of have that level um, of understanding as well as they know kind of what that training process is going to look like so they can talk to that potential uh, future team member about um, as well as um, our you know more senior techs that maybe they're not the top producer the top seller but you know they have a lot of experience with the company will speak highly of the company um, and we do kind of give them like I said, it's not a script or anything like that, but we do give them what we're looking for, you know, and kind of coach them through what that experience should look like. So they're not just walking in blind ahead of time. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. No, I think that's great. Great advice. Yeah, totally. So um, so we're kind of talking about some kind of recruiting techniques as we talk about these topics. Are there any other uh, recruiting techniques that you guys would say would would be, you know, pertinent? to uh, bring it in as they're looking for new people and they're interviewing or whatever, uh, what would those look like? Danny, I think uh, probably is the best to speak to this one. They've done a, a great job also, as I've learned of Blades of Green and, and what they've done. I mean, they, with the first interviews and so forth, they've really done a great job of spotlighting, you know, that process and then having a great culture internally. You know, I'll have Danny speak to some of these. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Chris. Um, so, yeah. So I would say, you know, the first thing is you can't be afraid uh, to try new things. Creativity is where you're going to really make yourself stand out from the other choices. 
Um, and you know, you want to make sure you're framing yourself as the employer of choice. Um, so involving your current team members is, I would say, one of the best ways to do this. Um, because just like they're your top, you know, salespeople out in the field, um, they're also your top salespeople to other candidates. Um, and they are going to be the ones, the front line, interacting with people out in the field, whether it be when they stop at the gas station um, or, you know, somewhere to get lunch throughout the day. They're representing your company. So getting them to, you know, as we mentioned before, to be engaged and to love the place where they work. Um, also in helping incentivize them to look for employee referrals. Um, so what we did was we took um, what it costs to really attract a candidate um, throughout the process. And we took that money and now turned it into a referral bonus. Um, so our referral bonus is about $2,100 um, to team members. It gets paid out in increments. So they get $100 just for um, having a candidate apply. So that way there's not really a lot of accountability of the in the sense that, you know, if that person doesn't work out or doesn't make it through the hiring process, we just want to encourage them to talk to people that they experience great service with. So that waitress that they had at dinner last night with their family, just and we have business cards that are referral cards that they can keep in their wallet and pass out to make it really easy for them. So if they don't feel comfortable having the conversation, they can just leave it right there on the when they pay their bill. Um, so they get $100 just for that, and then it's in $500 increments afterwards um, based on the amount of time that that person stays. So $500 for them getting hired, $500 at six months, and then the remainder at the one-year mark. Um, that's, that's, that's a pretty good incentive. I, I, I like that. I like that idea a lot. That, the other that, thing I want to point out with that is planning. Mm. You guys have sat down. You've taken the time you've brainstormed, you've, you know, come up with, I'm sure ideas that you haven't used uh, or ideas you tried and, and you didn't like the results. And so you passed them on. I mean, this is part of the process. You've got to sit down and figure it out and create a team. If you have enough people to create a team, you know, depending upon the size of the company, you know, but create a team because you're never going to have all the ideas yourself. It just isn't going to happen. Um, but I think that's that that right there is one of the biggest things is take the time to plan. If you're not taking the time to plan, you're you're hurting yourself, your business, your team. Um, that's how I think you end up you know, being able to come up with ideas like this. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just I was going to say if you didn't if you didn't talk about culture, we've also missed the mark. And I, I also know that Danny's done you know, awards and trips and, and really focused on building a brand through just the interview process and then through working, you know, as a career in pest control. So, you know, the the president's clubs, the the just doing weekend trips or rewards in certain ways really do drive, show that you're prioritizing the well-being and excitement and joy of those that work with you. Yeah. And it's those little things that they planned in to, to really make it an exciting you know, group at, at, at WorkWave or Slingshot, we have what's called like a motivosity. I'm throwing out a, you know, a company here, but motivosity. And so our agents on our call floor and the team leads have, you know, money to share with others to thank them for the jobs. And on a daily basis, it's like 50 to 100 people on a daily basis saying thank you to others 
by just sharing a few dollars here and there and saying what value that they appreciated this person did. And so this was a really, really nice tool um, for just saying thank you. And, and that was part of our culture. And that's employee to employee. Am I yeah. understanding that? Yeah, that's, that's, that's very powerful. And I thank you for bringing up the whole aspect of culture. That was something I was going to make sure we touched on because that, that's your, that's really, I think your starting point mm -hmm. is again, take the time to plan, figure out what kind of culture you want, what appeals to you. And it should be you as the leader to a large degree. I mean, talk to other people too. But the reason I say that is because if it's not a culture you're going to like, well, you're the owner, you're the leader. I mean, you've got to like working there too. Because if you don't like it, that that right there is going to flow out to everybody else. Um, the other thing with the awards and the culture, um, <laughs> I'm going to tell I'm Foster. Go right ahead. <laughs> Foster is the number one sales guy for his old company for 10 years running well it was almost 14 by the time i left but okay sorry yeah so <laughs> no um, one was counting but there you no, go no, I'm glad he, is. he got one trip i mean he this is a guy who's setting records i mean he sold he typically in um you know termite guys typically um you know, sneer at General Pest because termite guys bring in more money. Foster outsold every termite salesperson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was no question, hands down, he sold more GP than the termite guys could sell termite. And um, so, I mean, just mind boggling numbers. He got one trip, one year because he had to ask and basically badger for it. Yep. And did your, so, did your spouse go in this too? Yeah, she did. Yeah. She so really now was. she knows who you work with. Now she yeah. knows what exciting things. I mean, that's another layer to culture. Absolutely. Right? And yeah. here's the clincher for me. So then I call him and I offer him nothing. <laughs> okay. I literally offer him nothing. I don't offer him pay. I don't <laughs> offer him trips. Well, we haven't been able to do trips, yeah. but not like, the, you know, not like that yet. But he jumped that. There was no question. He was he was like, yeah, let's do it. Well, and, and, he, I, and I have to say, and I'll, I'm going to out myself, and I, I don't even really care. I mean, you know, yeah, it was a good company I was working for. It was family-owned and operating and stuff. But, you know, when Cully contacted me about the whole idea of putting together the Pest Posse and everything, I mean, I'd already been, I'd already been interviewing for companies and had job offers at some other companies because I was, you know – I was a little, you know, I was a little unhappy that I wasn't being yeah, recognized for stuff. Right. And, you know, when the opportunity came to kind of do this and to go out on the entrepreneurial time, it was, it was the right time to do it. All my kids were growing. Everybody was growing. Mm -hmm. I had money in the bank and it was time to do it because I wasn't being recognized. And it was really too bad because, you know, I, I did, I set a lot of sales record and I have to preface with this, that I'm not saying that residential pest control sales is easier, but it is, but the sales record I broke was for commercial services. Yeah. This was all commercial work. This was, yeah, was not residential. Right. This was not in office stuff. This was networking, banging on doors, building relationships. That's what I did. Yeah. He did not get a bunch of phone leads. Yeah. Um, that usually but, went to the other sales guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, why did he leave? He left because he didn't feel appreciated, because the culture was not pleasant to work in. Yeah. Um, you know, the list goes on. All these things we're talking about.
you know, um, you've got to take time. We've got a Facebook user who says, number one sales guy, question mark, what have you done lately? Well, I'll tell you, he's still the number one sales guy. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody's he ever my me every post. month. Yeah. So, and that's one of the reasons I asked him to come join me. <laughs> oh, shoot. Color, you're too funny. Oh, man. So, anyway, so Danielle, was, was there anything that, you know, any other, you know, ways to really, um, you know, incentivize or really recruit people that, that you wanted to talk about that we didn't, you didn't hit on? Was there something there that you guys are doing that's kind of really unique that you want to bring up? Yeah, I would say uh, two quick things. Um, one, Kelly um, kind of touched on it with the plan. So you really should have a strategy. You know, you wouldn't go into business without a sales and marketing strategy. And you should treat your hiring and recruiting the same way. So we track everything in hiring and recruiting, just like we do sales. So there are leads. Each lead has a value. Each, you know, as it turns from a lead to an interview and then an interview to a hire, there is a value at each stage and it's all tracked. So we know exactly which sources work the best, which are the most valuable, which turn the most from a lead into an employee. Um, so all of that is really important. And that's where you really help make a difference because then you know where to invest your time. And I know making that plan takes time, but it ends up saving time later on, especially uh, for that you know owner operator type business that doesn't have a whole hiring HR team and department to be able to do that for you. Um, because you want to spend your time where it's the most valuable and not yep. waste money um, on these areas that aren't. Um, mm -hmm. And I will say um, our employee referral program is our number one source. Um, and that is where we get the most hires and the most candidates from. And those candidates we retain the longest. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think that's, that's great. great. And I think yeah. that's really actually brilliant because that's the reality. Uh, I mean, let's just be honest. Every one of your techs is worth a dollar amount, right? They produce a certain amount every month. Now, I always encourage people to realize that you got your all your techs got different personalities, they got different drives, so they should be worth different dollar amounts. And there's nothing wrong with that, as long as they're consistent and they're making you money. I think you should acknowledge that that's okay. You're not always going to have a Foster who, when he was running route, was the top route producer and top salesman as a route producer in the entire company, right? That's okay. You know, you want guys who are going to make you money, keep your accounts, keep your customers happy because the fact that you don't have to call on those customers yourself means you can spend more time doing just what you said. You can take the time to plan and to do the things you should be doing as the owner slash CEO slash what president, whatever. Um, and, uh, but I, you know, I always cringe when I hear people are, are upset because they've got texts that don't produce quote enough. Well, you know, um, <laughs> that I used to get frustrated in our old company culture because on our business card, it says we exceed customer expectations. And then I'd get a route and I'm like, I only got like 15 minutes per stop. How am I supposed to exceed customer expectations? You're just lied to our customers and you've lied to all of us by giving me this route, yeah. you know, today. Because I, I was always harassed my supervisor. I'd be like, I'd walk into his office and I'd uh, unbutton my shirt. I'd be like, and I'd always have a white t-shirt under. I'm like, do you see a red S under here? Do, do you see a red S? I don't see a red S. <laughs> like, how do you expect me to do this and do a good job, you know? I was just, that's why I'm not a very good employee. <laughs> no. Because I'm the guy who will actually say that out loud. 
<laughs> but, um, you know, but it's reality. If you overwork your people because you want more money, you're actually, you're cheating your people and you're cheating your customers. There's no way you're going to exceed customer expectations no, you're not. by doing that. And you're going to frustrate your employees. They yeah. like the paycheck, you know, at the end of the month, but that's just another one of my soapboxes. Sorry. But I think yeah. that's part of your company culture. You've got to think of all these things as you, yeah. as you wrap you know, as you wrap your head around your business and you're looking to keep employees. I mean, that if that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Um, exactly. So I think some of those things, you know, you're going to have hard days from time to time. It's not like you're not going to have those days. You just don't want your employees to have to do that every day, day in and day out. Yep. Um, because exactly. that's when I think you're going to start wearing them out. You're going to wear them out emotionally as well as physically. And when you, and then the emotional parts way worse. Oh yeah. Than physical, you know, they can go to sleep and get up next morning and they'll be fine. <laughs> but that's not the case with the emotional part, you know. Um, but yeah, I think you know, guys. One thing to add here, and until you know, we've spoken about people and culture. Until you have like drones dropping new traps and picking up the old trap or taking a dead animal. You know that's probably way out there right but the technology piece on this and coming from the software side kind of acute to this scenario technology although it can be expensive actually de-risks your company from those labor challenges so if you can automate things now you can't everything in pest right no but in technology you can de-risk the, the loss of labor so you know where you used to have to do call aheads and everyone was have to to do that manually now you can automate those things right yes to what routing to doing better routes right all these mm -hmm. things can be automated and made easier or optimized to allow you to do more with less not necessarily mm -hmm. 15 minute routes but no. at least do more no. yeah. there's still people out there who are hand routing and still calling you know, and me and Foster learned when we used to do our own route, yep. we would set our route up, you know, this, you know, zip, this zip code, I've got this many jobs in this zip code. And I would either I would do all those jobs in one day or I would do the, all those jobs in two days or something, you know, yeah. depending upon how many were. And so you only work those areas. Right. And you kept your route small. Well, what happens then when now that I have my own company? Right. I do that, but I do it with the software. I put all those jobs in the same area. So that day I don't do a bunch of driving. I mean, I don't have a big area right now anyway, but who cares if I can stay in one neighborhood, why wouldn't I want to? I save gas time. Yep. Um, you know, I'm not out in the field as long. I got more personal time. I mean, there's so many benefits to that and your software does it all. And the great thing is, is um, you can have it set up to email the customer. You can have it set up to um, text message the customer. I mean, you don't have to spend time on the phone calling these people. I mean, your staff, we used to spend, our, our company used to spend thousands and thousands of dollars every month having our work, having our, you know, office staff send out postcards, which usually got lost in junk mail and got tossed out and the customer didn't even know we were coming anyway, you know? Um, and now you can save all that money because an email is free. It is free, you know, and doesn't take any time when your software is doing it for you. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I love that. I think yep. that you're absolutely right. No, that, that can really help affect your company culture, your bottom line, the whole nine yards. Uh, because, and the software is doing a whole lot more than that for you, right? 
it's tracking your chemical usage. It's you it can you can set it up so it tracks your equipment usage. Yeah. You can you can set it up so it track it, it 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 targets every trap and tracks every trap. Yep. I mean, you can know where everything is all the time. You know, if you want to. You know. Yep. Um, I mean, it's just amazing what software can do these days. You know. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would agree with you on that aspect. Totally. Yeah. Well, th this has been this has been great. Um, we we have definitely we have I think we've just scratched the surface of this whole labor shortage thing and what we can do to retain employees and stuff. I mean, real quick, um, starting with you, Chris. Um, real quick, one minute closing out. What's what's your final thoughts on this? Yeah, um, I mean, I think my final thoughts were the the software side as, as you know a software vendor, but I, you know, I having been an employee a number of places. Um, you know, you want to be loyal to the company, you want the company to be loyal to you, and you really want them to, you know, show that they you, you're valued. And so the phrase I always use is, you know, never be where you aren't missed. And I, I like to think that I'm missed, I'm not at work. And if I'm gone, people are, you know, not dependent, but they miss just the, the presence. And so yeah. really find how people, you know, find how people are going to be missed and why you would be sad if they were gone. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And thank you, you know, Coley and Foster, thanks for just having, you know, WorkWave here and being able to talk mm -hmm. about this labor shortage. And thank you as well, Danny, for your thoughts. And, you know, this is the second time we've spoken on this. And so <laughs> appreciate your, you know, your thoughts. Yeah. And, and yeah. Danny, what's, what's your final thoughts on this whole subject here today? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, the labor shortage is definitely a challenge, um, but, you know, there's always a challenge in business. So I wouldn't let this discourage people or let it affect your business plans, your business models, the goals for this year, um, because there's always going to be something. There's always going to be that bump in the road, no matter yep. what year after year. You know, it was COVID last year. This year it'll be people. Um, but it's always going to be something. So I think that one of the things that our industry is really great at is being resilient over those bumps in the road. And we have survived a lot worse and we'll continue to survive through the labor shortages. Um, so keep positive, keep your head up. Uh, you know, I know it's going to be tough at times, um, but it's just another bump that we will soon be past and we'll all be uh, hopefully laughing over drinks in person over this in a few years from now. Let's hope so. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's hope so. Yeah, that would be nice to have it yeah. all. Well, well, again, thank you, Chris and uh, and Danielle for being here today. You know, we certainly do appreciate appreciate your time today. Know you're both busy and everything. We certainly do appreciate it. And um, you know, again, just just thank you so much for all of your insights and wisdom and everything into this. We certainly appreciate it. Of course, thank you. Yeah. Thank all you. Right. Thank you. All right, Kelly. Well, this this was some great stuff today. I, I think we brought uh, I think we brought some great things and brought some uh, hope so. great insights and everything to, to everyone. And we appreciate everybody with with the great comments we had. Hey, just real quick, I just want to you know as we close out here, real quick, uh, a few comments. Dominic Foster said, "Thank you, Workwave. We enjoy your service." Um, we had uh, again Stephen here. He said, "Thanks for the good information and content from South Africa." He was watching. Right. Certainly do appreciate that. Uh, that was very awesome. We certainly appreciate that. And of course, Dominic, like always, great supporter. Colleen Foster, you guys are awesome. We know. We know we're awesome. That's just the way we Wow. Are. So <laughs> anyways, and again, uh, you know, thank everybody for watching. We certainly do appreciate it. And we we want to let everybody and kind of remind everybody, you know, make sure uh, to follow us on, uh, you know, on the, you know, on all the social media and join our uh, Pest Posse TV Facebook group we've got. And we remind everybody too about the great pest control giveaway. 
Um, we're actually going to be doing a drawing this Thursday. We hit another membership mark. We certainly do appreciate everybody that's uh, supported us with this, with this transition from that other platform to this platform. So uh, before Thursday, uh, get in here and uh, make sure you sign up for the Great Pest Control Giveaway if you haven't done so. That way you can be in for that drawing that we're going to be doing on um, on Thursday. That's so. right. And I wanted to highlight here, Mr. Kevin Lee Masters. Oh, yes. Being intentional around good company culture is more important than ever. All levels of leadership have to be speaking that language in all of you do. I love that because he's absolutely right. It's not oh, just about the, the owner. It's about all leadership. Um, we actually, you know, I found that um, we would go to corporate meetings and I would really be excited about what, you know, um, leadership had to say, but it like rarely to never trickle down into the offices. And you were like, it never, did. It never did. Why, why, why are we not hearing some of this stuff? And so yeah. it was very disappointing, but yeah, you've got to have your whole staff bought in. Yeah. Uh, leadership staff, because it's so important. It'll get lost as you work your way through. Um, exactly. And uh, so this was a great conversation. Yeah. I really appreciate um, the insights that um, Danielle and Chris brought because they, I think they're, they can be very helpful um, to us all. I actually cringe for me. Um, I think about hiring even one employee and I get all freaked out and scared. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's a huge responsibility to take on, especially that first one, because yep. now I got to take on workman's comp, and I've got to take on, you know, making sure they get paid every month, and yep. making sure there's enough work to keep them busy, and you know, all those responsibilities. I mean, you're this is a huge responsibility to take on an employee. It's like you're being responsible. I would say for their life, but kind of for their livelihood. I mean, that's really true. It totally um, is true. I don't mind being responsible for my own, but being responsible for somebody else is a big responsibility. So um, needless to say, I would encourage you all to, um, like, you know, we talked about plan, take the time to plan. It's so important. Um, yeah. And um, set that thing down on paper or in your computer or whatever, so you can read it, remind yep. yourself and um, work off of it. And it's okay to make changes. I mean, if something didn't work, it's all right. You make changes and move forward. So enough of that. We, this was, a, I think, a great show. Uh, yep. We'd all appreciate it if you would tell your friends and colleagues, of course, about the Pest Posse and Pest Posse TV and what we're all about, which is helping all of you have better information to make better decisions in your businesses and we are focused on small to medium company yep. um and that's what our goal is is to just really help you guys um you know we want to be that trusted um place that you can find good information about pest control and running your businesses and whatnot so that exactly. you guys can do a better job exactly yeah and again we, yeah we certainly do appreciate everybody's support and if you like what we've done like we said go buy us a cup of coffee go buy some swag from us That'll help us continue to bring this great, awesome content to you guys. And again, we appreciate uh, everybody's comments today and everybody that's been watching today. Absolutely. And until next time, remember, pest control is an adventure. So get out there and enjoy the adventure with the pest posse. 
This has been a production of the Pest Posse. Be sure to follow Pest Posse TV on your favorite podcast platform. For great video content, be sure to subscribe to the free Pest Posse TV membership available at PestPosseTV.com. Follow the Pest Posse on social media and tell your friends, colleagues, and everyone else you meet about the Pest Posse and the awesome content they provide. Remember that pest control is an adventure, so go out there and enjoy the adventure with the Pest Posse.